0: Cerca di contrastarlo Juan con Jesus, il tocco di Esharawi, cerca il colpo di tacco, attenzione Naingolan, riesce a mantenere il possesso di palla. Palla sulla destra verso Bruno Perez, avanza Samir davanti a lui, ancora Bruno Perez cerca spazio, il tocco è arretrato è per Strottmann, lancia in area di rigore, per Naingolan, tira, go, 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 go.
1: To the Roma press podcast with
0: John Solano. hello again and welcome to the Roma press podcast I'm James Goodison and as always I'm joined by Roma press editor John Solano it's transfer deadline day as we're recording this very exciting as always however it appears Roma intend to be fairly quiet today on the transfer front as you've probably seen from Twitter we're going to do a bit of a wrap-up of Roma's transfer window this summer briefly discuss the loss to inter and then we'll be joined by alessandro austini who is arguably the most informed and respected journalist when it comes to all matters regarding roma john let's dive into it 3-1 against inter you know a good 70 minutes we hit the post i think three times in the first half and then they they scored three in the second what do you think about it what was your take from the match
2: uh definitely a weird weird odd match in my opinion um you know the first as you said 60 to 70 odd minutes uh, i thought roma were fantastic um crisp attacking play um strong in the midfield um a little bit lacking in defense but um fairly organized a lot more organized than i thought um and then as you said they hit the post a number of times and it just seemed things were not going their way um, and then obviously we had the big uh, penalty controversy uh, they didn't go to the var for that which is uh, we could probably spend 20 30 minutes just talking about that on itself but um irregardless the penalty decision did not go their way and that just really seemed to take the life out of roma um, you know, after the match, one thing that really, really bothered me, and I got a little bit of stick for this, but that, you know, that's fine. Um, game of opinions, as I say. You know, a lot of people were chalking this up to bad luck, and I, I don't know about you, James, but it, it really um, it irks me a bit when, you know, supporters, uh, managers, even players, they chalk things up to luck, whether it's one way or the other. Um, you know, I, I feel like when you do that, you're almost willingly overlooking some of the obvious um, uh, obvious mishaps that the team had during the match. You know, I had you know, I had people just say, you know, what they they lost this strictly on luck. it had nothing to do with anything else. And when I see things like that, you know, I, I just shake my head a bit because um, what we saw after uh, you know the seventy uh, the 70th minute um, was just a poor poor mentality from Roma. They let their heads drop they were not giving the same effort it appeared in my opinion and really it was just extremely disappointing to see them really just fall off of a cliff in the last 20 to 30 minutes um and that doesn't have anything to do with luck that's all mentality that's something this club has struggled with for years and years and years so when i see people you know and fans and even defenatchesco um reference luck and yeah, obviously, hitting the post three times is unlucky. Um, not getting an obvious penalty decision, go your way, is unlucky. But having a poor mentality is not unlucky. Um, in the last 20, 30 minutes, being extremely disorganized in defense, having Juan Jesus all over the pitch, having Manolas uh, just giving Icardi so much room to the point where he almost scored a hat-trick, um in the final half hour that that's not bad luck that that has all that is everything to do with you know mentality effort um being a collective so i was really 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 disappointed um not even obviously the result is disappointing but the attitude i saw in the last 20-30 minutes um i mean in my opinion that had nothing to do with luck um so roma have some work to do that they can't have that if, if they allow themselves to play like that in the champions league against Chelsea, against Atletico, um, they're going to get purged and we will see another, you know, we'll see them ship another seven goals um, because, it, you know, if you play like that, you're, you know, you're going to ship goals. Um, and what we've seen in the past from Roma, um, if they're not, focused if they're not giving their best if they're not organized um they get demolished in europe that that's just a fact so there's a lot of changes that we've got to see come um during this international break um so i i really hope they pick themselves up they you know brush themselves off forget that match um, and we have to move forward the, the schedule does not get any easier from here
0: I, I totally agree with you about luck I think it's a poor excuse I don't think that luck balances out over a season um, and I think that is a poor mentality to just go to a, a, a club or play against a club that you're competing against for a Champions League spot and then just chalk a loss down to luck I I. Juan Jesus, the comparison between his performance in this game versus the first game in Atalanta as well um, was quite baffling. And the worst thing is, it doesn't particularly get any easier from here for Roma. I mean, we've got uh, Sampdoria away, Atletico Madrid at home, Verona. I mean, it's really need to pull their finger out over the next couple of games and make sure we get some points on the board.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, the match against Sampdoria away is always difficult. Uh, Roma, they always seem to struggle um, anytime they play in Genova, whether it's against uh, Samp or whether it's against Genoa. But they um, they have some work to do. And as you said, the, the calendar um, doesn't get any easier. Um, you know, we, we've got the league, you've got the Champions League now. Um, And they're really, really going to have to get themselves ready because this is it's early in the season, but their their metal is really going to get tested. So we um, we have to see what they do from here. Obviously, that was a very poor result against Inter at home. Um, So let's see where they go from here.
0: Let's talk about the transfer window as a whole now. Uh, Obviously, I assume by the time this goes out, it would have uh, closed. Rome are unlikely to make any more signings uh, bar a bolt out the blue. So, I mean, broadly this summer, John, a grade out of 10 for the transfer window.
2: Ooh, okay. So out of 10, um, you know, given the full scale of things out of 10, I will give it, I'm stuck between six or seven. So um, I will go with a six. Um, I mean, if we just want to paint a broad brush across the entire window, June, July, into August, um, just on paper, and and I think you know many might agree with me, but I, I think uh, Roma compared to last season are not significantly, but they are weaker. Um, you know, they they sold Salah, they sold Rüdiger, um, Perades was sold as well. Now, um, the last two, I, I think, were. Re- you know, replaced, um, relatively well. Um, my, my biggest issue was not finding a, you know, a replacement at or near the level of Salah. Now, obviously, you know, we're, we're going to discuss Patrick Sheik, um, fantastic player, but two very different players. Um, not a winger. He doesn't have the pace of Salah. Um, you know especially on the counter Salah is just a devastating player so I mean if uh, Di doesn't plan on adjusting his tactics we're going to stick with the 4-3-3 um, you know I, I'd be a little disappointed to see Schicks um, thrown out there on the flank so Out of 10, like I said, I'm going to go with the 6 just because, uh, you know, the Roma are weaker. Um, If they were stronger, obviously, you'd get a better grade. But um, I I think there's something lacking um, at central defender. Um, You know, Fazio, you don't really know what to expect from him. Um, If we're in a back three, I think he's fantastic. Back four, uh, his level seems to drop off a little bit. Um, We've got uh, Moreno came in from PSV. Um, We haven't seen him yet in a league match. So, uh, you know, some question marks surrounding him. Uh, We have Leandro Castan, who came back from loan at Torino. Um, He's going to be staying. So um, just, you know, on paper, the names in central defense are really lacking, in my opinion. I, I think Roma would have done much better to you know uh, try and find a defender that isn't even necessarily world-class but just uh, you know able to uh, help Manolas carry the load because we saw Manolas's form drop off extremely extremely they they, it's almost like they fell off a cliff last season Um, and he hasn't been outstanding these first two matches so I really would have preferred if uh, Roma found him a partner to, you know, close to his level, and it, it just didn't seem like they did that. So that for me is very disappointing. And again, you know, not finding, uh, not finding a direct replacement for Salah. Um, I guess if you want to call Sheikh a direct replacement, that's fine. I don't, um, just because again, two different players, two different roles, uh, two different strengths. Um, uh, you know, I think that's something that was needed. I, I I have a feeling that Roma are really going to rue not, uh, you know, not trying to push uh, the envelope uh, for Marez, who it looks like he's on his way to Barcelona. And really, uh, given that Roma, um, they had the opportunity earlier in the summer to try and wrap up a deal for him. I, I think that's a massive, massive, massive regret. Um, so we'll just have to see how things play out um but again i think this window now it was the first for Montchi so we can't be too harsh um you know i, I tweeted earlier in the summer monchi is going to try and form this team in his vision and it, it's not fair in my opinion to overly criticize him you know after one window less than six months on the job that's not that's not fair um You know in my opinion uh, Roma are very lucky to have him at the club half of Europe would have killed for him and I just think that you know we have to give him time we have to see where this is going Uh, you know Roma are essentially restarting here so uh, you know everyone's got to just take a breath and realize that this is a new cycle that they're starting Um, we saw important players leave we saw new players come in Um, and we're just really gonna have to see how things shake out here so um. again in my opinion the window was lacking a little bit but uh when you start a new cycle um i i didn't expect a much to go full out um and who knows i mean i'm giving it a six now but you know after two three months if the results arrive um it could be better that's that's why i'm 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 not a huge fan of giving the grades of a window right off the bat but but I mean, obviously, everyone has to do it, has to give their opinion. Um, so that's my opinion now. Again, two, three months, absolutely could change. Um, but again, well, you know, the, as always, the the pitch does the talking. Um, you know, my opinion, fans' opinions uh, means nothing as of now. So, again, uh, let, let's see what Di Francesco does with this team.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think that most Roma fans can be of a consensus that this window would have been a lot, lot better if we got Mares over the line. I think quite, f- quite frankly, that's the that's the biggest sort of um, failure of the window, especially because he wasn't pushing a move. And then yesterday it came out that, oh, he, he does want to move and he's proper pushing for it, etc. Maybe he heard something from a different club. Maybe Roma didn't tempt him to push that. I, I don't know. But I think that we will look back on that, like you say, and perhaps rue the day. Let's talk more about uh, Patrick Schick, though, because obviously... Um, we, we seem to be setting up in a 4-3-3 right now. Patrick Sheik plays, you know, in sort of the central attacking position up front. Not a winger, effectively, is the bottom line, which is what we were looking for. I'm very, very aware of the possibility and worried that we will see DiFrancesco Francesco not change his formation and Sheik will sort of um, stunt his growth on the right-hand side, what do you think about that
2: yeah absolutely i i think you know i'm i i absolutely despise when managers um uh, sort of try to stick with one approach and then they try and fit the players regardless of whether or not they fit into that approach i've I've never believed in that. I always think the best managers mold their approach, the tactics, their formation around the players they have at their disposal. Um, so I think it'd be I think it'd be a huge error for Di Francesco to uh, um, sort of force Sheik into this rollout wide. I, I don't think that's the answer. I really don't. Um, now, granted, he did have more of a free roll attempt Sampdoria, um he was given a lot of space um but granted it was obviously more centrally and he himself said I'm a number nine but I I can play out wide um I think it would just be very very foolish to spend a club record on a player um only to stick him out of a position you know only to stick him out of a position um I think that's foolish I I think most of us you know reasonable people we we could all agree on that um so I, I hope Defendant Chesko does mold his tactics a bit. Um, I would like to see perhaps more of a 4-3-2-1. Um, again, I mean, is that much different than a 4-3-3? Three, three? Um, slightly. Uh, um, but I, I think if you can get Sheik in more of a free roll um, just behind the striker, because obviously, um, Jekko has his place cemented in there. He's not going anywhere. Um uh, you know, I would like to see uh, Schick just behind the striker, and I, I don't think this would happen. But even a four-three-one-two with um behind Jekko and Schick would be fantastic. Again, I, I don't I don't see that happening. Dejan Francesco's play is, uh, you know, very very dictated um, on on attacking the flank, uh, using space in the flank. Uh, we see Stoutman, we see Nangolan, they they spend a lot of their time on the flank, even as midfielders. So I, I don't see that happening. So I am worried about that. Um but again, he came during the international break, which is a perfect time in my opinion. um and hopefully uh, De Francesco can figure out a way to um, uh, get the best out of Schick, which uh, you know, in my opinion, is essentially.
0: Let's go to some Twitter questions now. One person's asked, "Do you a hundred percent believe Monchi when he says the window is shut?"
2: I do. Uh, I, I really think it's unrealistic um, for them at this point to bring somebody in. Um, I think we'll see some minor operations, but they'll all be on the sale front. care um, he's going to leave. He'll go to Marseille. Um, yeah, you know, we we saw Tumanello. Um, he went to Crotone which I think is a very important operation he will get his first uh, full season of Serie A experience Um, and then other than that I I don't I really don't see Roma doing anything at the last minute Um, you know which is a good thing otherwise you know um, clubs often get criticized for quote-unquote panic buys at the end of the window so uh, no I, I don't see anything happening
0: another question um when are we going to see Florenzi? Is it going to be after the international break? And if so, where on the pitch do you think he's going to play?
2: So we are going to see him. Um, we have tomorrow, um, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is tomorrow. Or no, I'm sorry, two days. Um, we have Roma have a friendly, um, and Florenzi was called for that. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, um, Di put out his call-up list uh, for the friendly, and Florenzi was under defender. So um, I think just by virtue of that, we will see him at right back. Um, given all the injuries at right back, that probably makes the most sense. Um, so I, I do think we will see him after the international break. Um, Bruno Perez is supposed to be healthy um, by the time Roma play Sampdoria. Um, however, we, you know, we don't know how healthy or, you know, if that injury is still going to be nagging him a bit. So I would not be shocked in the least bit if we saw Frorenzi playing the friendly, um, maybe go about 30, 40 minutes just to get, you know, the feel back under him. Um, and it would not shock me in the slightest bit if we saw him start the match against Sampdoria, um, Because frankly, I, you know, if you have Pedes just coming back from, from injury, I don't, I don't see how you can ask him to play two matches in a week um, against Sampdoria and then against Atletico. Um, so it would absolutely make sense uh, for Roma to try and test Florenzi now, see what they have, see where he's at, um, and if he does well, um, it, it makes sense to throw him in there, in my opinion, against Sampdoria.
0: It'd be good to have him back, to say the least. Final question from uh, from Twitter. Who was the best and worst signing of this window so far in your opinion, just from the early days?
2: Ooh, great question. Um, okay. So if we, if we go just by ability and who I rate the highest out of all the players that were signed, um, I mean, this will be the cop out answer, but I really, really like, uh, Patrick Sheik. I, I think he's an incredible player. Um, I think his nose for goal is fantastic for somebody of his age, um, you know, for someone of his height too. He's actually a fantastic dribbler as well, um, which you know, when you're when you're talking about a number nine, I mean, obviously, you know, you have to be good at dribbling, but he just seems to be above the fold in in that in that. Um, In that category. Um, I think he's an incredible player. I think his goal tally at Snapped Audio would have been infinitely higher last season um, had he not mostly come off the bench. His goal ratio fantastic. Um, I'm so excited about him joining. Um, I I just hope that he's able to cope with the pressure because obviously you come to a club like this, expectations can certainly weigh a player down, especially um, when a player is so young and impressionable like him. So very, very, very excited about him. Um, in my opinion, the the worst signing now, you um, know, really, um, for me, it has to be going all else. Um He was only brought in for, for five million euros, which is not a lot at all. Um, so I, I don't have any complaints really regarding the price tag, but. My oh my, he was horrendous in the preseason. Absolutely horrendous. Um, he did not have a good season last year uh, with Lyon. So, and he hasn't featured at this season. He didn't play against Atalanta. Didn't play against Inter. So. Um, I am really, really, really disappointed with him. Um, I thought he would be able to even perhaps bench uh, Daniele De Rossi, um, but we still see De Rossi being a first choice. So, in my opinion, Gonzalez has thus far, and I guess you could even say, you know, had not, you know, any matches even been played yet. If we just went strictly by paper, um, he would, in my opinion, be be the worst signing. Thank you everyone for your Twitter questions, um, but now I'm very excited to welcome my friend Alessandro Austini to the podcast. Um, I've had the pleasure of knowing Alessandro for a few years now, um, and I know a lot of you follow him as well, and um, you know, I can tell you undoubtedly he is the best AS Roma journalist. Um, so for those of you who don't know, he, he covers Roma um, for the newspaper Il Tempo. Um, he also appears on the show La Signora in Gieloroso, um, along with our, our good friend um, who runs Pegine Romaniste um, Fili- uh, Filippo Biafora. Um, and you can find him on Twitter at A-L-E-A-U-S A-U-S-81. Again, that's at A-L-E-A-U-S A-U-S-81 Sandro Thank you for coming on. How are you? Hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you. I'm finding you. I'm doing well. Um, So we have you on here. It is transfer deadline day. Um, You have been on top of the Roma transfer window all summer so now that it seems to be closed um monchi said yesterday that there will be no more player presentations um what what is your what yeah what what is your opinion on on the window for roma um good bad just your just your opinion
1: Hmm, i think it was a difficult uh transfer window because uh monchi uh, had to sell some players, some big players uh, at the beginning of the window because Roma needs to, to sell them for his balance for financial fair play regulations of UEFA. So he has to start, he had to start with uh, selling Salah, Paredes uh, and This is uh, not easy, no? Uh, for a new sport director uh, uh, because Salah uh, is, is one of the best players in Serie A this year. Uh, 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 has had to do, I <laughs> want to sell Salah. Uh, then uh, he, was, he, had the, he did a good job, a good work in the, in the transfer market because he, he finds some players quickly. Uh, like uh, Moreno, Karlsdorf and then he closed with a huge transfer Uh, Patrick Schick is a very good player for me Mm, he has a a brilliant future uh, maybe uh, in Serie A Uh, (laughs) and then Gonalon and Kolarov are two two good players uh, because they are experienced so I think um, globally, it's a good transfer window. Um, every, everyone could do better, of course. He said it yesterday. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, but um, I think it's good. Okay, and now one player who um,
2: we saw the Roma, you know, linked to the entire summer. Um, he appears to be going to Barcelona. Um, that is mm-hmm. Riyad Mahrez. Um yeah. You know, I have gotten a lot of tweets on this. Um uh, some comments as well. Um people would rather have Madez than chic. Um what is your opinion on that? Would you rather have Madez or would you rather have chic? Um and why did the operation for Madez, Why why did it
1: not finalize? Uh, now, during we are speaking, I don't know where it was it Marez. Because someone say he's flying to Barcelona, Barcelona say that they are not interested in singing Marad. So I don't know if he will move somewhere, maybe Chelsea, maybe Arsenal. Don't know. Uh, he, he he left the the national team now to, to sing with someone. But now with during this podcast, we are not, we don't know where is gone uh, I think uh, Monchi did uh, uh, all he can to, to buy Marets because Rome offered uh, more than 30 million of euros uh, 35 including bonus is a huge offer uh, for a player like Mares is 26 uh, years old and Chic is 21. Uh, and he paid 42 million, million of euros for a player that is younger, no? Uh, they are different. Uh, I cannot say if Chic is better than Maretz, uh, because they are completely different. Uh, but I think that for a club like Roma, uh, make, uh, makes more sense to buy Chic maybe, than Maretz for the club. For the trainer, maybe Maretz could be better because he need a wings, a wing on the right side and Chic can play right, on, on right forward right, but it's uh, not Maretz. Marez is perfect for this position, is the perfect replacement for Salah. Chic is a different player. Now it's up to Di Francesco to, to find a, a tactical system uh, with Jeo, Chic and Perotti together. So let's see. Let's see what he's doing. Absolutely. James.
0: What I I'm very interested in um, what it's like covering news and transfer rumors um, when Monchi is in charge uh, compared to how it mm. was when Sabatini was in charge. Could you give your opinion on sort of um, what, what it's been like mm. this window in comparison to when Sabatini was in charge? Uh-
1: uh, yeah, I, I, I try. It, it, it's not easy with both of them. They are different persons. Munch is younger. Munch is uh, more is younger and use more WhatsApp or something like that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he replies to messages, but it, he never uh, give a, a scoop to us. Never. Uh, but he's, he's he's really nice with the journalists uh they are iba uh, he bought, for example moreno that nobody of us in italy journalists or uh, know that uh discover moreno when he's uh, yet a player of roma after he's seen uh, so it's difficult. Uh, they are, uh, I repeat, uh, they are different. But uh, it's it's exciting for us to to discover this this man Monchi because he's a international, uh, sportive director, sport director. So. Oh, that's it uh, we try we try to ask him every day <laughs> he said he said in an in interview I don't know if you, if you read it uh, on Marca the uh, newspaper of Madrid Spain he said that Roma and Sevilla are different because Roma has a lot of journalists covering yep. every hour exactly. every minute what is happening so now it's hard also for him not not just for us but we had a good relation With him,
2: yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, And obviously, your perspective is much different than mine. Um, But but just my opinion. Um, With Monchi, um, it's a lot more difficult to get things. um, To try and get uh, leads on a player. To try and um, get a rumor about a player. Uh, with Sabatini it seemed like he spo- uh, spoke a bit more open um, about someone they were
1: aiming for and, you know, if he did in that some in moments, the press… In some moments it's true. Sorry if I stop you. In oh, some no, no, no,
2: no, it's, it's fine. It's just um,
1: my, diff, uh, my perspective is it, different than yours. It's true. Yeah. No, no, it, it's true what you're saying in some moments because Sabatini like to talk a lot in TV, radio… It, yes etc yeah. but i i can say you that in in other moments it's impossible to know what it's doing so is it's their job another difference is the relationship with the agents no uh, because we know in, in these years who's the agents uh, right somebody yep. used to contact no and is it has a, a different uh, net of uh, I don't know if you say net. Or, uh, yeah, no, no, okay. no. You're right. Different you're links. Right. Okay, connection with with other with other agents. Uh, for yeah, example, so, Minoraiola is one. One is yep. one of the most popular agent. Is a friend of Monchi. Is not a friend of Sabatini, for example. No. So a Minoraiola is uh, is very hard to to know something from him about transfer
2: Yeah, I and I completely agree. Um, and, and just a get back to what I was saying I mean the way I have to get information is obviously probably a lot different than you um, you know just you, you said Munch uses uh, WhatsApp a lot and that's I mean that's strictly what I use to get my information um, with Sabatini as you said uh, Sandro um, you know uh, we were used to him um, using some of the similar people time after time um yeah. And again as as I said he liked to speak a bit more so just from my perspective just because I'm not there in Rome um I would know who to contact with Monchi um, it's more uh more of a mystery. Uh you have to Now this is just you know this this is just my opinion my experience so far this summer. Um You have to ask around a lot more. You have to investigate a little deeper than mm-hmm. you had to with Sabatini. Um, we can so I, say they are
1: two, two great directors. Uh, we yes. can say it. This is my opinion. Yeah, I, I like yes. I like both. I like both, and um, they are yes, great. I agree. They 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 know all players over over world. Uh so uh, now it's funny to for us, exciting to try to investigate as you're saying, no? What munch is yes. doing. Right.
2: Yes. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. Um now moving from from transfers to the pitch, um yeah. just an early opinion. Um do you think Di Francesco is the right man for Roma?
1: Uh he knows the club, he knows the city, he knows uh everything about Roma, so I think he's he's ready to, to try it. But uh I don't know how, how, how you call the eredita we say in in Italy when when you came when you come after a big a big 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 manager like Spalletti, you know? This is yes. the, the so it's not it's not easy for Di Francesco right. uh, to convince the players to do something different because Di Francesco plays in a totally different moment, um, sorry, way, totally different way. Uh, he wants 4-3-3, three, three, like his tactical system. Uh, he wants uh, more vertical uh, playing. So he wants the defense starts a lot of meters. Uh, how do you say? You know the the defense is has to to stay uh, near the the midfielders. So now yes. short team, short team, but with a lot of field behind the the defenders to cover. Compact. No? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know if he is the right choice. He's not the best coach in Italy. This is my opinion. Uh, but uh, maybe is one of the best choice that Roma could do in that moment. Roma try tried to to talk with Maurizio Sarri, for example. But Maurizio Sarri cannot move from Napoli this year. Maybe next next summer when he has a, uh, a contract uh, clausula, do you say? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. He can. not OK. Uh, yeah. Um,
2: he has a clause in his contract that would allow him to, yeah. uh, to leave Napoli.
1: Yeah. It's valid from next summer. So Roma cannot have, cannot sing Sarri. Uh, they try to talk with a couple of other managers in Italy and abroad, but Di Francesco maybe was uh, a choice to try to not uh, lose too many time, no? Because if you if you call for example Tuchel, no, he, moved, he left Borussia Dortmund. He's a he's a good mm-hmm. manager. But yes, he had to he, to understand Italian, when wh- the league, uh, to study a lot of new things for him. Di Francesco. Is ready to do it, but it's—I uh, repeat—is it's not the best, uh, but one of the best you can pick. pick okay. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: uh, I, I agree. Um, it, yeah, um, Roma did not have many choices, really. It seemed like um, no, 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 many choices, not so uh, given that um what is just your outlook on the season um do you think uh di francesco can raise the level of roma um or do you think they will struggle
1: Uh, the 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 big difference uh, between this year and last seasons is that ac milan and fc inter milan are stronger Is it could be a league with five top teams and not just three: Juventus, Napoli, and Roma. So uh, I think that the season is harder; is being harder. But Roma now, for me, for my opinion, in my opinion, is the second, third, starting second, third position. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Roma yeah. into match with a lot of unlucky (laughs) for Roma. Roma was unlucky Uh, but we have to to see what happens in the next 36 games so uh, it's being a a good competition. Uh, Roma could win or could uh, arrive finishing fifth position so Everything can happen.
2: Just very, very quickly. Um, uh, just because I, I feel like I'm in the middle of it, uh, from Italy, I live in America. Um, what is your opinion on Palotta? Um, I, I feel like you know, living here, um, the opinions of uh, of Roma fans are much different, or n- maybe not much different. That, that's probably too unfair. Um, are a little different, we'll just say that, um, than some of the Italian Roma fans. Um, mm. I know you. I you know I know you've spoken with him many times. Um, spoken to him. Spoken to Alex Zecca. Um, I, I would just like your opinion on Palotta since he arrived. Um, <laughs> Just to add, I mean, my opinion. I, I don't think many people appreciate um, the difficulty he encountered when he first started. Is that is it, is that something you agree with?
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I appreciate a lot what Palotta did from beginning uh, of the of the new new club because it is a, it's a new era starting on uh, 2011 uh, it did a, a very good job for me uh, the expectations are high here because Roma didn't want the league from 2001 this is the big problem people uh, cannot wait so they, they want everything now they, they want to win some trophies but is the strategy of Palotta is different he, he has a long-term uh, project uh, he, he want to he wants to build the stadium that is a key uh, point of his strategy uh, build the stadium in a city like Roma is very you need do a miracle (laughs) Uh, (laughs) now now it seems um, that we are near to to start the the construction so for me Pallotti is one of the best president in Italian Serie A Uh, but it's completely different his mentality uh, uh, of what Roma fans are uh, have seen till he come no because yes. yep. he is the first president coming from outside Italy uh, he don't speak Italian he, he doesn't speak Italian it is one of the big problem communication no he can yes. explain yep. what what is a lot of times he said something that here is translated wrong so people Correct. Is, He's angry for him, for, uh, with him, but he, he's angry with the translator and so he's <laughs> uh, <laughs> crazy, but um, uh, I like him. Uh, I'm sure that he wants to, to win something. Uh, he's a businessman, of course, uh, yes. he bought Roma for, for a business, but uh, I'm sure that if we wait some years. Roma could win with him. I agree. Um, I completely
2: agree with you. So, Sandro, thank you so much again. Um, again, everyone, please follow him on Twitter. He he is again one of the most informed journalists you will find on Twitter um, for anything in regards to Roma. Um, again, his his at is at a l e a u s eight one sandro thank you so much my friend for joining us thank you very much really
1: really
0: really appreciate it Uh,
1: thank you for what you're doing united states for roma fans your work is great your job is great
0: that's all for today's roma press podcast make sure to that's all for today's as roma press podcast make sure to subscribe on itunes and follow us on twitter for all the updates about roma take care see you next time